0: Hey, Chosen fam, welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And we are two best friends coming together to learn more about God and how we are chosen in Him. Join us here every Tuesday as we dive into God's Word about topics we all face to ultimately seek truth. We would love if you would subscribe and rate this podcast, and be sure to check out the free resources at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Liz, are you ready, girl?
1: Woman finished chewing my fries, girl. I'm trying to eat drive, <laughs> <bit>
2: direction. <laughs> that so,
3: needs to be the opening to this. That's podcast. the it,
0: yes. That is the opening. We're live, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Well we're we're going. We're <laughs> you're
2: actually right, You're
1: already recording.
0: All right. I've actually been recording since you said the comment about putting your Chick-fil-A sauce on the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yes.
3: So everyone oh knows a beer blast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I ain't ashamed. Well, let me let's just go ahead and get started. I'm a I'm I am i am i want to introduce y'all um because like let the world know that um Riley and Michaela are my ride or dies. Like like along with Sarah, you know, we talked Sarah and I are here every week, and y'all know us, but what y'all don't know is that before we met Sarah, um, Riley and I were like a duo, a photographing duo on yearbook, and then we got in the theater, and along came Michaela, and um, back our junior year of high school, Riley and I, we were in the blue cast of Aladdin Jr. for our high school, and he was Aladdin, and Michaela was Jasmine, and I was the genie and then just a few weeks ago they got married and what guess what do? we recreated the whole scene i got to be right there by my girl's side y'all should have seen it i was all in the background trying to hold back them tears but these are the real ones y'all we talked about getting yoked up with jesus and yoked up with people of god and these people right here all of the ones on this on this podcast are real ones and i'm so thankful that they're in my lives. um Riley McCarrett have had such a unique relationship and have set forth such a beautiful and godly example of what it looks like to pursue God first. And we're so glad that they're on our podcast today.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Thanks.
3: Glad to be here.
0: I said for coming, like a podcast is a physical <laughs> destination.
3: We are social distancing everyone. We are a state apart.
0: That's right. Yes, all state <laughs> apart. We take this very seriously. <laughs> so y'all tell us about yourselves. If you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves individually and then about yourselves as a couple, we want to introduce you to our people. Okay.
4: So my name is Michaela Young. And I am a teacher, <laughs> and I it's still new. It's
0: new. <laughs> I just had a meltdown. <laughs> I've never heard her <laughs> as Michaela
4: Young. <laughs> oh, my God. I was Michaela Duke. Now I'm Michaela Young. Um, but I am a teacher in Smithville in DeKalb County, and I recently got married to Riley. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Docker. Um. What else am I
3: supposed to say? Just about yourself, something interesting.
4: Um, I'm 25.
3: Riveting.
4: Yes. (laughs) And I met Riley actually when I was in seventh grade, and we were just friends, and we rode the bus together to school from Smith Elementary where his mom worked and my mom worked as teachers. And so we've known each other for a long time and our brothers are actually best friends, like growing up and everything. So I knew his brother, but I didn't really know of him until middle school. So, yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Riley Young. Um, I was born and raised in Smithville, uh, like she said. Uh, We've known each other for a while. I am a youth leader um, at the Cumberland Presbyterian Church in Smithville, right off the square there. Um, Cumberland Presbyterians are not the ones who wear skirts and we're also not people who only eat fish. I answer this question every time (laughs) because people think we're Pentecostal or pescatarians. Um, We're neither of those things, Um, but- Thank you for that clarification. (laughs) You're welcome, you're welcome uh i'm over here dying
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs) not that we don't love skirts or fish
3: just just to
0: clarify or both at the same time yeah yeah
3: great it's just not (laughs) up so uh i literally get that so often so i just feel like i need to clarify so people know (laughs) um i'm actually working at the church that i've gone to my whole life um we're like five generations in at that church and so it's been an interesting experience. But um yeah, really working at the church and being a part of church is what really drew me and Michaela together, I would say. Um because I found this godly woman who was always willing to help me and always wanted to love the kids and to do all that stuff. And I was like, this is this is who I need. Like this is this is I think God's intended design for a, a partner you know a future wife and so um, really I think my ministry really drove us together in a lot of ways mm-hmm. instead of um, sometimes it gets in the way of certain things but um, ultimately I think it's what really drove us together was right. that that ministry that I was already serving in when we started right. and so
4: and I think just church in general too because I used to go to a different church and then I started going to the Presbyterian Church um, in high school, and then started hanging out with them more, and got to know them more, and just kind of grew from there.
0: I love that. So, Michaela, you said that y'all met in the seventh grade, which is precious. Yeah. And so, from there, which I kind of came into your sphere of influence <laughs> around 2012, when y'all were, well, we were all kind of in our junior slash senior years. Yeah. And at that point, y'all were just really good friends still. And I'm going to brag on these two for a second. They got some killer singing voices. there are going to be some future young babies that can sing, sing, sing. And that's how we <laughs> the all name met. Of Jesus, let it
4: be both. Yeah. Gosh, listen.
0: No pressure. No, I'm just kidding. No. I, I totally feel that pressure literally every day of my life. I, I can so relate. It's like, as soon as we got back from the honeymoon, we're not having a baby. I'm like, whoa, everyone, let's just settle down. Let's see if we can keep a dog alive first. But
2: um,
0: anyway, yeah, I feel that. I feel like, did you feed the dog today? Uh, no, okay. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? So y'all were still friends at that point. So tell us a little bit about the timeline of where our relationship started to flourish and and that that beautiful story
4: so i would say probably sophomore junior year was when we started getting like really close as friends and he had a girlfriend at the time and just like i never really dated anybody in high school or any time really other than riley and um so we just became friends and we're best friends and that was, you know, that was all it really was, and then um, about 2014, I think, was was when I first, like, I don't know. It was like, it was almost like God opened my eyes to him in a different way other than just my friend, and so it was kind of like, hmm, I think I like him, and like, <laughs> I was nervous to tell him or tell anybody, and I'm pretty sure that I'd like confided in Elizabeth and just, like, told her everything and all the things. But, um, but yeah, so we were friends, and then I liked him, and then we kind of just, like, talked for a year, and I'll let him tell a little more about that.
3: Yeah, so, um yeah, we talked for a year because I was – she said she didn't have – she didn't really date before me, per se. I dated quite a bit, I guess you could say. um if that's how you want to put it (laughs) um so and i always always that's not like i had like a new girlfriend every week i was like i've dated a girl for like a year year and a half we'd break up but then like a month later i'd have another one for about a year a year and a half and then um i broke up with that one and like two days later i went on a date with another girl and we dated for like three years um so like by the time I'll you know I'd already started realizing I like Michaela um after that last relationship but I knew that I needed some time to like to be me for a minute and I think that's one thing I think anyone who hears this or is listening about how old or young you are is you need to figure out who you are yes um because being in a relationship I realized from like freshman year of high school to like freshman, sophomore year of college, I was always being who I thought my girlfriend needed me to be or who her family wanted me. And so like their interests became my interests, their habits became my habits. And you know, at the end of all of it, I was like, I don't even know what I like. Like, I don't know what shows I enjoy, what music I prefer, I don't know who I am. And so like having a year to really just like figure out who I was, I knew I needed to do that before jumping into another relationship because I was pretty sure before we dated that we were like, I thought we were going to get married. Like I just already had those thoughts, you know, like I could see us getting married in the future. And so I didn't want to rush into it. Like I needed to be me before trying to be me with someone else. So um, that's why we thought. That's such great advice.
0: Yeah, one of oh, our, is so uh, I know, so precious, and that's so true, Riley, like, one of our uh, listeners asked the question, what should someone do to prepare themselves for a future relationship, and I think that what you said was so true, like, find out who God wants you to be, and who you are, and, and mm-hmm. if you're comfortable in that, and you're seeking after God, then somebody will come along, right, and fit that mold of who you already are, and it's not like, It has to be so forced. Right. And there
4: was a time when, so like in high school, early college, where I liked this one guy and I was set on like, I was like, I'm going to marry this man, all this stuff. But like he would do all these different things that were like, Hey, Michaela, he's not for you. Or Hey, Michaela, he's not the right fit. But I still like wanted that and longed for that. And so I put so much like, stock in that happening that i just kind of lost like myself and i didn't like i think back and i'm like if i would have focused on my relationship with god instead of like my imaginary relationship with this man who i was like oh i really like him but he doesn't like me but if i would have taken the time to grow my relationship with god during that time like how how much better a relationship would i've had with god Instead wow. of you know just focusing on having a relationship because I thought I needed one, but I did not.:
0: Man, that's really good. Um, so Michaela, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. so during that time that y'all were unofficial, but it was kind of an un, or it was kind of a known thing that you guys. Mm-hmm wanted to pursue each other, but Riley, you were kind of finding yourself. What Mm -hmm. can you say to some of our friends and sisters in Christ who know that something is coming and know what your heart wants, but you're having to wait for it? It's hard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay.
3: Yes. Right.
4: It's hard. And like, at times I was, you know, discouraged and was like, is this going to happen? Does he like me enough to date me? But I also like understood like he needs this time and he and I knew like full full and well that he was waiting for God's timing and he told me that multiple times like I want to wait until I feel led by God to, you know, be your boyfriend or to take the next steps and stuff. And so I it really pushed me in my faith too, like my faith in God and also my faith in him saying that, you know, he's gonna do what he said he was going to do and you know, if it's, if it's God's plan, and if it's God's will for us to be together, then it'll happen. And it's okay, if it's not going to happen, you know, tomorrow or the next week. But, you know, if it's in God's plan, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. So and then just having someone to confide in and just be, you know, and just being on the same page and communicating that too, was a big thing between us, because, like, I have insecurities. And like, I felt, insecure about it. And so we would talk about it and, you know, all the time, cause I keep it in all the time, but, but he would, you know, reassure me and that sort of thing. So.
1: So I love that you brought up the piece about communication. So what is one thing or a piece of advice that both of you have about making sure you two have effective communication together?
3: Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think one thing that, and I think she would probably agree, both of us have learned, um, is just that communication. Going into a relationship, sometimes you're going to have assumptions about the other. Um, So there are times that um, maybe if I'm not at my best or she's not her best, I'm going to assume something she said was like she meant something else by it. Like she had a second agenda almost behind it. Or she might even think the same of me. So like we've learned that really like honestly communicating like why you're saying and just going out and not trying to like backbite or like say these little things like like say what you mean even if it's not always like a comfortable topic or easy because you know because when I feel like there's tension there and if she's saying something that I know like or at least I feel like she's angry and she's not voicing it. and she's saying something, I then go, well, she's actually saying that just because of this. And then I might react in a way. And then she starts assuming, well, I'm reacting this way. And then at some point you don't even know why there's tension there or what's wrong. So like just communicating, like, Hey, you know, I feel this happened. i and I would ask it doesn't happen again. Or can we talk about it? Instead of letting things build up. And then you start having these little like, like subliminal actions and words and things that almost hurt worse than if you had just openly said what was going right. on like and how you were feeling. Yeah. So it just saves you a lot of trouble in the long run. So it's kind of like have the small communication now. So you don't have the big blow up later right. type of thing.
4: And see, and I was like, I'm we're still working. Like I'm still working on it, but like I used to bottle everything inside because anything that would bother me or, anything like that just because I didn't I didn't want to make him angry and I didn't want to make him feel you know ill about me or anything like that and so I would just keep it in until something came up and then we started talking and then I would just like let it all out and it was just a lot (laughs) so like like you said definitely if you're feeling you know a certain way tell the other person
0: that is so good. Like, I'm sorry, we're you gonna say something else, Riley.
3: Ah, uh, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, just to clarify too, because we talked about like bottling things up and it like coming out in a bigger, like, what I said, blowout. Mm-hmm. One thing I think I think we do pretty well though is like, I wouldn't say we've ever had a legitimate like fight though. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we've been together total mm-hmm. almost five years. And we've never once had like a screaming battle with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like a lot of people do that. So like in your communication, you can voice how you feel and you can be upset without like screaming and yelling though, because that just makes it 10 times worse. And yes. so like, I, knowing how I can get angry, probably more so than she will, like in terms of getting loud, I I watch that about myself. Mm-hmm. And just, I know maybe that's more so for guys than girls. I don't know if any guys are gonna listen to this, but Mm -hmm. uh, don't yell at uh, your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife, guys, and girls also don't do the same. Like it doesn't help anything. You can be honest and open and Mm -hmm. aggravated without being like violent or loud and aggressive, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. so.
0: So talking about openness and communication, because Michaela, I can so relate to you with, oh, let's just sweep this under the rug because I can handle it. And then Mm -hmm. one day you've got too much just crap under your rug. Right. Um, Starting or talking about people who are in newer relationships, dating, or even who have been dating a while, I remember... Uh, my grandmother used to always tell me something, love is blind, because even at the beginning of relationships, I would kind of sweep some issues under the rug thinking, oh, I really like them, and they like me, and we just started dating, mm-hmm. so what is some advice that you guys would give? I know that you guys are are youth leaders, so I'm sure you give tons of relationship advice to um, just your peers that are younger than you, that you have leadership over at your church, But how would you, what kind of advice would you give to someone getting started in dating? What kind of boundaries you're setting and kind of being open, just like you guys said, um, with your dating and engaged and married life, but also kind of transposing that to just getting started. So how would you describe how someone would be open and start setting boundaries when they're first getting into dating?
4: I would say take it slow and don't think just because they like you back that it's going to be a forever thing and that you're going to marry them and you're going to change your name to their last name and like all the things like take it slow and like get to learn the person and know the person and like as as a girl I feel like we all have like that list of like what we want the perfect guy to be like and you know for some it's childish or whatever, but, you know, I had one of those lists and looking back at that list, it kind of, it made me strive for better, if that makes sense. So like, if, if I saw a guy and he was, you know, X, Y, and Z, and I knew that that was not on my list and that wasn't the kind of person that I wanted to be with, even if he liked me, I was like, you know, I was more hesitant, I guess, to like him back or whatever because he wasn't who I felt like but looking back from like that list and stuff, like I was reading it the other night and Riley is literally all of the things that I wanted on my list. Aww. So it's not like some people say, Oh well that's an unrealistic goal to have all those things or whatever. Um like I just think it's a good it's a good thing to strive for you know, the things that you want and to not settle for anything less than that, because you don't want to settle and then, you know, be unhappy or just go because you want to be in a relationship or be in a relationship just to be in a relationship, because that's not beneficial to you or anybody's ministry or
1: the kingdom or anything. So. I love that you just mentioned being kingdom focused. So I'm curious, what are some things that you all um, initiated in your relationship to make sure that you both are kingdom-focused individually, but also together?
3: Um, so, like, I don't want to say too much of her part of it, trying to say this, but, I mean, like, in the beginning, like we talked about the realistic expectations. And so like I had expectations that I expected and she said some of, you know, her side too, but you know, one thing that she has to sometimes realize and I have to, that I keep up front, but then I also have to pull back sometimes though, is that like serving God comes first, (laughs)
2: like
3: before anything else, like I'm called to serve God before I am anything else in my life. And so you know, like we both had an understanding and a realization that a lot of my time does go towards the church. It goes towards my ministry and it goes towards being around a bunch of um, annoying kids sometimes, you know, and teenagers who we love. We love them. Yes. They can be slightly irritating, but we do love them. love spending time with them. And, you know, just my approach to ministry is very much I believe in the model of the first church, it's relational. Like you don't change lives with just preaching at people or having fun games. You change lives through relationship and through trust and connection. And so we do a lot with our youth. And so, you know, just early on the relationship, we didn't always have, um, well, I guess what a lot of other relationships have where we're with each other 24 seven, just us having date night, like, a lot of times our relationship didn't look like the relationship of other 20 something year olds. It just didn't. And it's because our expectations though were different. Like we talked about that and we were okay with that. Now, did I sometimes like, now did I neglect the relationship sometimes? Like, yes. Like there were times when Michaela should have came first that she didn't, or I didn't make enough time when I should have. Um, And that's where you have to watch out for that. But, you know, it helps that we were already on the same page. Like we knew that serving this ministry and serving God is important. And Mm -hmm. so we're not going to become each other's world. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I think society teaches is like, marriage and romance is supposed to be like all consuming, but God's supposed to be all consuming. Mm -hmm. And so like, as much as you're supposed to love your spouse or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, like God has to come first. And so if you're all consumed in just each other, then you're not making a kingdom impact. Like you have to still have relationship with others and give other people time and serve other people. And she's done that alongside me though.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And so it's not just my ministry now, it's our ministry in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so just having that expectation from the beginning has helped a lot with arguments of time or things like that because she knew and I knew up front what we expected from one another.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. That is so good. Um, Do y'all care if I rewind just a little bit? And Michaela, I have a question for you about your list. I'm not going to make you reveal your list. (laughs) No, I am. (laughs) You're looking at it. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. If you don't mind... Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Humble. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I love it so much. If you don't care to tell our listeners a little bit about what types of things they need to be thinking about and praying about to put on their list, because I don't think that you're meaning like, must have blue eyes to must play guitar. Like tell us a little bit about what you would suggest them putting on their list. So
4: one thing at the top of my list was Um, he must love God more than me and love God more than anybody else in the world. And, you know, that's, that's number one, because he needs to love God more than anything. And then to love his family and be, you know, be a part of his family and love his family too. And then, um, just be a kind person and not be wild and crazy. (laughs) <laughs> um, but but also be um, you know be a Christian and go to church and have that um have that too that I want and you know that I am and you know they say to find someone who's on the same level as you or equally yoked and that was something that I wanted and I didn't want like I feel like some people have the thought of Well, I can date this person because I can fix them or, you know, if they're not where you want them to be or whatever, but I'm, I'm a firm believer in dating someone and being with someone who is on the same page with you when it comes to um, your relationship with God and what that looks like and, you know, that sort of thing, just because it makes it a whole lot easier to do things. Well, dating leads to marriage. Yes. And that's another thing. Yes. And that's another thing too is I like, you can go out on dates with people just to see if you like them and stuff like that. Um, But I think whenever you're dating someone, especially when you're older, um, you know, I'm not saying, oh, when you date in high school, you have to be like date to marry or whatever. But like, I feel like some, some people sometimes just date to date. And they go from one person to the next and to the next and all this stuff. But I'm a firm believer in, like, if you don't see it going anywhere in the future, then why waste your time? Or why waste their time? Dang
3: so it, just girl.
4: going, like, going into a relationship thinking, can I be with this person for the rest of my life? Like, do I see myself marrying them, potentially? Um But not, like like I said, not going crazy and being like, oh, my gosh, I want to marry this guy and, like, change your name and, like, writing your
2: name and all (laughs) that.
4: Don't do that. But, you know, just have that, like, like have that thought in your mind, too, and not just date to
0: date for no reason. Because that can have a huge impact, like, a domino effect on not only your soul and your patterns and, like, Raleigh said, like, what kind of music i listen to and what I watched mm-hmm. on TV and, and my interest in my friends all kind of hinged on one person.
3: Right. Um,
0: so that, that's really good advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, Liz, you want to go with the next question, girl?
1: I don't, I'm going to tell my I actually don't have them in front
0: of me, but. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Liz yeah. is our on the
0: road correspondent for Chesa girl.
3: <laughs> 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 how unprepared I love
1: that a <laughs> I'm sorry
0: Don't
1: well but sorry. i
0: will,
1: um <laughs> no you're fine um no but I do I will just ask um ask a question so what do you how do you guys like I guess pray for each other what is that do you actively pray for each other do you pray together like what are some of those other things that you do personally to like ask the Lord to watch over the other person or to prepare yourself for the other person. I
3: would say, hmm. I don't honestly, I think this is honestly where she thrives more than I do. Um, just because sometimes I don't know, sometimes I just don't think about certain things or I do it, but it's just small little things. It's nothing big or announced or even she would know. But, um, you know, there's times though throughout while we were dating and she's just now knowing this, like I've not said this stuff before, but like, you know, it's just along the way, like I really wanted to be sure. And one thing she said was, you know, she said, take it slow and we took it pretty slow. Um, and so one thing just again, like praying for God's timing for it, um, I think helps a lot because, you know, I was literally pushed so much to get married. Like after a year, I had people going, Raul, you're an idiot. If you don't ask her to marry you soon, she's going to leave you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, if she don't want to wait for me, then it wasn't right now, was it? (laughs) Oh, that's so so true. You know, like I I think living in like the Southern Bible belt culture, you're going to get pushed into marriage because sure. people act like that is the one-all be-all and guys, it's not like marriage is great and it's awesome. And it's a beautiful thing God designed, but it's not what you were designed for, but like you were designed to serve him. And if marriage is part of that plan, that's awesome.
2: That's if it's good. not
3: still awesome. And it doesn't matter if you're 18 when you get married or 45 when you get married, it needs to be in God's timing. And it needs to be when you're ready. So, you know, praying for timing along the way and just for reassurance. um, Sometimes I would just ask God just to give me a little sign, like, Hey, you know, um, if I'm, if I'm in the right here, just give me a sign. Like, just let me know that we're pursuing you properly, that I'm with the person I'm supposed to be with. I'm her, person. She's my person. Um, and God, like he would provide signs and like the smallest little things. And so just praying for clarity for your relationship, I think is huge because you can be a better partner when, when you're both like, when you feel like God's giving you some clarity, you're not just doing it yourself. Like God's giving you the, yeah, this is a good person for you because I don't I don't believe in, and I'm hoping I don't step on people's toes when I say this, I don't believe in the one per se. I believe that just like God chooses to love us and Christ chose to die for us and like we have the option to choose to love people because we're called to love everyone, you know, not the same way as our spouse, but like I have to choose to love people, especially people I don't easily get along with. So I think I think though there are people who are better for us, and there are people who God brings in our life who, who make sense. And so you know, right. I asked for that. Not that I asked for the one, find my soulmate, but you know, are we a match? You know, is this someone who's going to love me and encourage me and build me up? So pray for just. I think praying for clarity is one of the biggest things I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and right before we got married at our first look. Um, I was waiting there for a while because she was running late and I was just standing there in front of this cross <clears throat> and you know I just I took a minute to just, I put my phone down I put it away and I just prayed for him and just that God would like just you know again just bring me peace and let me know that this is the right thing and you know like that we're doing the right thing and I just I felt that peace and that clarity at that moment again even right before I was praying that God was leading the way, that it was his design, that it was in his will that this happened. And I feel confident in that. And so, yeah, just continuously praying for clarity along the way, I think is super important for either party. Right.
4: And I also had um, a thing that I did. I had this book called 31 Prayers for Your Future Husband. And so I would go through that. I also gave Riley one out know I he
0: did it or not. I meant to
3: read it. It's in my (laughs) nightstand.
0: Love this authenticity so much. (laughs) (laughs)
4: But um, so I read that almost every day. And so what I would do is I would read it and it just gives you a prayer like for your future husband and you don't know, like you don't have to know your future husband in order to pray for them. Like you can pray for your future husband, even without knowing him. And so, so what I would do is I would read the prayer and then I would write my own prayer and I would have like a little prayer journal that I would just pray and just like, you know, just pray and like give all my doubts and my hurt and my longing and all the things to God. And like, there's something about writing out prayers too that is just so like therapeutic and just kind of like okay it's out there God sees it he hears it you know so that was that was one way before we got married that I was like preparing myself and then also like praying for him and during that time and and I found myself too being at peace with you know with things going on and with um, just all the uncertainty of COVID and all the things, um, like just having peace about everything in doing that.
0: So let's go, that's really good, Michaela. I want to touch on something Riley said as well about the quote unquote, the one, because that's a question that we get all the time. And honestly, every time it's sent in, there's always quotations around it. The one. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of pressure that I feel like, especially as females put on ourselves with the emotion and the, I don't know. It's just like this huge energy that goes into what if I miss it? What, you know, Mm -hmm. how do I know? And I love what you said, Riley, like it's, it's somebody that clicks with you that just makes sense. And then you pray for peace and you pray for clarity and you feel that. So mm-hmm. what advice could y'all give to, you know, I know that there's probably so many women of so many different ages and seasons listening to this. There's probably a girl in high school who wants a boyfriend. There's probably a girl who's our age. Cause we're all the same age. Um, you know, wondering if the boyfriend that she's with now could mm-hmm. be the one, but it's just not going anywhere. So what's a good piece of advice? Um, I'm going to ask Michaela, since Riley kind of already gave his two two cents on that. What kind of advice would you give to that girl putting so much pressure on herself? Like, is mm-hmm. he the one? Is he the one? Because that's, that's a huge weight to carry.
4: Yes. And what I would say to that is, God will reveal if he is or not like number yeah. one. But the thing is, is when you are in a relationship with somebody, you have to choose them, like choose to love them, choose to care about them. Um, Cause sometimes it does not come easy. Like you have to choose to do that.
3: <laughs> but you have
4: to, Like you have to choose to, you know, to love them and everything. And so if you're looking for, the one you may not find them because you're you know going back to the list and stuff like you have the list of the one and there are sometimes that you know a man may not feel all of those things and that's okay you know as long as he fills your top you know three or whatever the non-negotiable
0: um, yes, right the non-negotiable yes
4: yes for sure um but just knowing that it's okay if you're like if you're 25 or 26 or whatever and you still have not gotten married and you don't have any kids and you've never been in a relationship and all those things like it's okay to not have a relationship
0: I'd rather not have one to me (laughs) would you rather have one or have the wrong one like that kind of is what it comes down to um, because another thing my grandma used to say is if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So right. if it looks if it if it's feeling good with peace of God, if you've asked for clarity, if you're seeking God first mm-hmm. and it's moving in that direction, then praise the Lord, hallelujah, keep going in that direction. But girl, right. I remember being in some relationships earlier in my life and praying, Lord, I'm gonna need you to close a door if it's <laughs> supposed to be closed, and every time it's like how obvious could it be to you now? Like,
4: right.
0: (laughs) What more do you need? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Okay. We've got a couple more questions and oh my goodness, it's already been like 45 minutes, but we have to answer. (laughs) I I know like what in the world? (laughs) Um, but one of the questions that I thought was so important to touch on was what do you do with differing political views in your dating um but I also feel like we can kind of do something with an umbrella category of like what do you do with like the serious views that you kind of like are a cornerstone of your life and they're differing but you're dating someone so speak some wisdom into that y'all ready go no I'm just kidding it's a really hard question <laughs>
3: I think I mean y'all talked about the you know the non-negotiable list in terms of like your future husband you know so you know for me I think there are certain things that should be non-negotiables in terms of getting into a relationship so we've already talked about several times about being evenly yoked
2: Mm -hmm.
3: you know it, it is I think a dangerous game getting into a marriage expecting to you know, we call it missionary dating, right? Like, don't, yeah. don't get into that. Because I mean, and my mom did that. And it, I mean, it kind of worked out for her. But she always told me and Ryan, don't do that. Like, she was like, it, most of the time, it doesn't happen that way. And it's true. Statistically, if you just look at it, it your marriage and your relationships will work better if you both love God. So, you know, you as a Christian young woman, if you're listening to this, or an older woman, or if you're a guy who's on Chosen Girl, just whoever's listening, like, that needs to be a non-negotiable. Doesn't matter how handsome he is, or how sweet he is, or if he has a six-pack or not, ladies. If he doesn't (laughs) love the Lord, just say no. Um, And, you know, you can still be this guy's friend. And if he comes to know the Lord and loves, that's great. That's awesome. But you know, I think sometimes we put stock in the wrong things. So first, just make your list of non-negotiables in terms of mm-hmm. your beliefs, like the things you won't give up. The
2: core values.
3: Your Core values. And then everything else, just, I think it helps to be understanding in mm-hmm. and try to recognize that it's okay to not always see eye to eye on things, but just to respect those things. Right. We... If you were to label us, and I'm not giving away a political party here, because that's not what I'm meaning by this, I'm just using these terms.
2: Right. Yeah, sure. Um,
3: you would generally say Michaela is more conservative than I am. So, you know, I'm a little more liberal than she is in some things. She's a little more conservative. And have they been topics before of debate, or have they occasionally come up in certain things? Sure, but um, oftentimes it's just we know that occasionally we might not talk about certain topics if we know that it's maybe going to be a little place of contentment or whatever you want to say. But also we've just come to understand that we still love each other and you know, at the right time we can talk about those things. And sometimes I try to be understanding about her beliefs on certain things and then she has to be a little understanding about mine. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think,
4: but that's not what we base our relationship off of.
3: Right, exactly.
2: That's
3: good. So I I, I view it kind of just like like a different denomination. Like, it's okay. Like, she was Baptist. I'm Cumberland Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, we believe in the same core values. Jesus is Lord, uh, Holy Trinity, get baptized, be saved. You know, God loves all people. You know, we have yeah. those beliefs, and but... Then some denominations don't believe in women pastors. Some do. Some believe in immersion. Some believe in sprinkling. You know, like those are the things that we just kind of are like, you know, they believe in the right thing. The other things are minuscule. So it's okay to have different beliefs as someone you're dating, um, but just not the core beliefs. So just learn to respect and not try to change the other. Like I don't try to change Michaela's view just because it's not mine. Mm -hmm. She has her feelings on things that are sometimes different than mine. I ask that she respect mine at times and I respect hers at times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as you're respecting one another, I think that's one of the key points is just to do that when you do differ.
4: Yeah. And I was going to say too, when he was talking about, um, you know, the core values and being in a relationship with God and, that being a non-negotiable type of thing. I think of, you know, those those parents who have, like people who get married and they have kids and then one of them doesn't go to church, but the other one goes to church and like they have to take their kids to church while the other one stays home. And yeah. that just to me is not not what God wants. <laughs> and like, I don't, you know, I don't want to see the people I love having to take on that responsibility responsibility themselves yeah that's hard yeah so having someone who um you know will be by your side in the pew or you know sing songs with you and
0: you know that sort of thing too is important yeah and you kind of just got to get real with yourself about like what are those non-negotiables that you Mm -hmm. are going to be living with every day and then yeah. what are those things that kind of stray away from that list? You're still gonna have to be living with those things every day with dating that person. So you kind of mm-hmm. just have to keep in mind of like, uh, what's the limit? What's the boundary? Right. How much am I gonna bend before I break? So
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think it's really good to get past the the feeling of emotion of being flattered by someone liking you and wanting to date you, and you just gotta get real with those things. And mm-hmm. that's not being judgmental. I don't think that we should point out to those people like I'm not dating you and this is why. Like, no, like that's, that's not <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Please>. like <laughs> like that's not what we're here for. But but right. really I love that that so much emphasis has been put on knowing who you are, but then also knowing what you need and like what God wants for you. So mm-hmm. that's such good wisdom and advice, guys. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about?
3: I don't don't think so. I know I talk a lot, so you can edit this out or cut me out sometimes if you need to in this podcast. (laughs) I do want to add one thing, though, and I tell this to my girls um, all the time. Just remember that while you're dating, again, we've said this, not to get all carried away and lovey-dovey and writing y'all's names together or anything, um, but remember that you are... Dating to potentially find a husband someday.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And just by God's design and the way that things work, you need to find a man who's going to lead you closer to Christ than not. Mm-hmm. So, like, putting it at the top of the list is so important because whether you realize it or not, that boy is going to lead you towards something. Mm-hmm. And you want it to be something that's good, and so I always emphasize with my girls, like, like I know that it's so good to feel loved and to feel wanted and needed, and you want to date. Some of the girls I've seen, some of the guys I've seen these girls date, Mm -hmm. uh, they're not leading them to anything, but not good things. (laughs) So, I mean, just you know, like, like, and I know from being one trying to lead a teenage boy can be super stubborn. And then a grown man is even worse. Like, (laughs) you know, like, so a lot of girls, I think sometimes think, well, he'll change, or I can change him. You can't. That's exhausting. Only God can truly do that. So like, just find a man that you would be okay with following. And I say that not because girls are any lesser, because they're equal, but, you know, you want a man who's going to lead you towards God. And by design, when that happens in a marriage, that's when it works at its best. Mm-hmm. Um, that is
0: so good.
4: And I like. I would like to add, too, just, like, in a relationship, it does not have to be physical for you to be in a relationship. Because, like, me and Riley dated for um, how long? We dated for four hang on three, okay so so we dated for three and a half years
3: before getting engaged
4: before getting engaged
3: we're engaged for a, a little over a year
4: yes and so we so the first time we had ever kissed was when we got engaged yeah so we were it was three and a half years and and so I feel like that was um it was good at first. I was like, why is he not kissing me? But, (laughs) but like, I appreciate it because it was, you know, it kind of took that physical aspect off the table and we could really focus on our relationship with one another and, and it not, you know, it'd be more intellectual and more spiritual than physical. And I feel like nowadays it's like, it needs to be physical. We need to, you know, find out if we, match physically like if you kiss me and there's a spark or if there's you know this that or the other like we held hands we hugged and stuff but like we never did anything else other than that and so um so we kissed we got engaged and then we didn't kiss again until our wedding day wow that is
0: so admirable you guys
4: so that's a like that's a huge thing with like with me is it like to have a relationship and to have a good relationship, you don't have to have the
0: physical aspect of it. Yes, yeah, I think boundaries and are so good with that.
3: Mm-hmm. And um, and we're I don't say that. No, I know that for a lot of people that that's just like that's not how it's going to work. And I'm right. not saying that's the way to do it. Right. Um, but you know that's the path we chose, and that's because I've been in relationships where. It was solely like I realized like if I if I wasn't kissing this girl or something I I didn't really care being around her at all like wow. you know like you can real have tall. a relationship that seems passion filled or something but at the end it's empty like you know there's there's no real meat to it. It's um, like you so, wonder
0: does that person admire me for me like right. do they Not admire different. me as a human?
3: Right. Yeah. So. But it did also help with, you know, keeping any temptations of, you know, having premarital sex because that wasn't even something that was on the table. We knew it wasn't. And we weren't putting ourselves in situations where it's like, oh, well, we accidentally took things too far. We got caught in the heat of the moment. We were very um, intentional about that because at the end of the day too, we knew that our relationship was being looked at Mm -hmm. by, 50 teenagers you know and their parents and their parents we we wanted to give something to look up to right and you know it is worth waiting for and you know it's it's an awesome thing to experience the right way and so I think for sure you have to again it's that communication talking about again for some people it might be we don't spend time alone together in certain rooms or in certain situations or you know, mm-hmm. like you have to have that talk. It's super awkward
2: mm-hmm.
3: um to have talks like that, especially when you're first dating someone. But, like, girls, if you're out there, like, be straightforward. Say, yeah. "Hey, this
2: we're not going I
3: mean. beyond this. Don't pressure me for it. I'm not giving." And then stick to it too. Yes. Don't say, "Well, we're we're in,
2: loves me. we're not
3: going to go beyond this," <laughs> but then he says he loves you, and you change your mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mate, expectations and keep those expectations Mm -hmm. and it will be worth it in the end because if he's not willing to do that drop yep
0: (laughs) well there'll be a better yes and even further than that like find a guy who is on the same page and Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. only respects your boundaries because that's what you said were your boundaries but also respects those because that's his same boundary too yes right Poor Riley is first cousins with my husband. <laughs>
2: so, I, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I do too.
0: But you saw adolescent Hunter. You grew up with Hunter all stages of life. We're not going to get into it. There, like that would be Can a whole other hour. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, Hunter, um, don't listen to this episode of Chosen Girl. <laughs> no, but I remember I will never forget just – just bragging on guys like you Riley and guys like Hunter and I know that that like your moms and in your churches and the people that y'all look up to in your communities molded you to be the people who Michaela married and who I married today Mm -hmm. but Hunter was the first guy that ever told me his boundaries first and I was just like um can I marry him right now because (laughs) this is the first time that has happened and I know so many girls ask me all the time and I'm sure y'all get this question all the time with your youth group girls they're like but where do I find this godly guy where do I find him and I'm like you don't even necessarily look for him like just be your most authentic God-seeking self and then when God's ready for that to happen he's gonna send it your way but I mean y'all met in school, but your relationship developed at church, and then I met you guys and Hunter at church. We all met on the same day. Love that story. The Chosen Girl family is really sick of hearing about that, but, um, (laughs) but, like, That was just a regular Sunday. Like when you guys were showing up to serve on Sundays at your church, it's not like you were serving. It's not like Riley, you were saying, I'm going to serve the Lord because Michaela's watching. And I didn't go to church that Sunday because I was like, ooh, I might meet my husband today. We just went to go. Like we were just serving God to serve God. Like, and that's it. And that that was our only intention. And that's where our hearts were. And maybe our hearts weren't there 100% of the time, but look at what happened you guys serving together blossomed into an amazing relationship that will continue to impact the kingdom through your marriage. And all Mm -hmm. y'all did was show up. It wasn't for any secret purpose to find a husband or a wife. So to those of you saying, where do I find this man? Like just show up, just keep showing up. And sometimes when you're looking so hard, that's when it it doesn't come. (laughs) Right. It just happens when life happens and Mm -hmm. God's timing is God's timing. And, And it just takes a whole lot
3: of trust. So just remember too. you know, like you said, sometimes when you're looking too hard, that's when you miss it. Uh, like, I think for us, you know, like you should like, yes, like relationships aren't easy, but it shouldn't always be hard. And so I think sometimes you make it harder when you're looking and looking when sometimes there's someone right beside you, because like for me and Michaela, we did know each other for so long. We were best friends. If you yes. look far enough back on Michaela's Instagram account, you'll see where I'm referenced as like a brother yeah. to her. So, you know, wow. like I've been, you know, like I was just <laughs> living in the friend zone and had no intention of leaving it for a while, you know, like, <laughs> but then it just kind of happened. It mm-hmm. wasn't something we had to work towards. It just kind of fell into place where she started to like me and I started to like her and God had, his hand in that we weren't looking for it it just happened and it was with someone unexpected sometimes too
4: right and i would say the best relationships come from friendships because like i didn't have to wonder like what is he like what you know what is his family like is he a good person does he go to church does he you know this that and other like i knew how he responded to certain situations and like what he felt about things so that was you know, that was easy about our relationship as we already had that foundation. I already knew his family, he knew mine. And it was, you know, it was just easy to transition from being friends to dating.
0: Yeah, I love that. Man, y'all, this is so good. I told y'all we would talk for three hours.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for coming on. Um, I feel like this is going to be so treasured by someone and could possibly change someone's life. So, like, after listening to this, ladies, if you need to go break up with someone, if you need to go reach out to someone, you're welcome.
3: Yeah. No, <laughs> <Pull> <laughs> sorry, that, guys, pull that good guy out of the friend zone you placed him in. That's right, yes, that's
4: right. It's
3: always us good guys who get left. <laughs> oh, the dreaded <laughs> friend zone,
0: open your eyes. Yes. I love it so much. But guys, we're praying the best of blessings for your marriage. Y'all, their wedding was like a heavenly event. Like it was such (laughs) a sweet union. We had such a great time and then we danced for like three hours. My muscles have they have not recovered. Hunter and I could not move the next morning. (laughs) But it was so much fun. But guys, that's what that's what relationships are. They're fun and they're authentic and Like Riley said, like they, it's almost like we just complicate things. Like us humans have the great ability to do that when it's really supposed to be something that brings you so much joy, that brings you closer to God, that brings you more clarity than confusion. And so I'm going to leave you with, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and walks like a duck, then it's a duck. So everyone use your brains while you're dating yes because <laughs> that's something i didn't do sometimes <laughs> brain turned off, off heart turned on um but anyway i love you guys and thank y'all so much for joining us love you too thank Thanks. y'all for having us Hi it. guys. Bye. that's it for today fam thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe and don't forget to visit us on instagram at chosen girls movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.